0: You guys are awesome as we live our lives. Sometimes, if we're not really careful, we can slide a slow fade into something that we were never planning, something that we're never visualized that we would be a part of. Sometimes it happens very easily in very subtle ways. So, this morning, I'd like for us to very carefully think about the decisions we make as we continually to grow into the person that God is calling us to be, that we do so with an awareness that if we're not careful, we can slide into a situation that is very much what we were wanting to be or to become, our choices that we were planning to make. When I I say the word UK, you probably think blue, or you might think, you know, Great Britain, Um, the United Kingdom, but in the time of Israel, there was a time of it being a United Kingdom. When Saul was king, and then David and Solomon, we have what we call the United Kingdom. When the the Hebrews were of one nation, and they had kings, and that time period really only lasted a little over 100 years within these three generations of kings. And then division happened, Fighting among the descendants of of Solomon, so the kingdom was split into two groups. And you had the northern kingdom, and it lasted 210 years or so before the Assyrians came in and, and took them over. And then the southern kingdom, Judah, continued being Judah for another 135 years until eventually it was destroyed by Babylon. And during this time period of the divided kingdom, we had so many prophets. Prophets coming to just challenge the people. As God spoke to the prophets, and the prophets spoke to the people saying, we have to change. We are going directly against where we were told that we're supposed to go. Our covenant that we have with God, God's staying true to his end of the covenant, but we are failing. We are not being who god is calling us to be and eventually after several sieges where and a siege is a terrible thing when you have a walled city and you cut off all anything going in or out you know there's not a lot of garden space inside of a metropolitan area and so they they starve them um, for month after month after month all these things happened to these to the people of judah within the city of Jerusalem, and during this time period, suffered horrible things. And eventually, when Babylon stormed through the gates into the city, they ransacked everything and carried off the leaders to Babylon and other places. Now, during this time period, um, putting it into perspective, the time of um, Ezekiel, where we'll be one more Sunday here in Ezekiel. This is a, a contemporary time to Daniel. And we'll be studying Daniel next. So at this time period of Ezekiel, Ezekiel is approximately 30 years old, in that that is the age of when a priest starts doing their work. Um, Up to that time, they're doing their training. So Ezekiel has done his training to be priest, but then is carried off into exile, and he's never able to be a priest and in Jerusalem like he was always planning and hoping for. Instead, he's a priest to the people there in exile in Babylon. And as you remember from last week, remember though God's presence went with the people. And recognizing no matter what kind of circumstance that we are living in, and no matter how hard it seems, recognize that God is with you in that moment. Even when we are off track and we're not where God is wanting us to be, God is there and always with arms open saying, come back, come back, come back. But as the people suffered these horrible tragedies, losing everything that they have known, they suffered losing businesses, houses, families, carted off as exiles as refugees in this land with nothing and a sense of the despair that they were going through is actually recorded in psalm 137 now this was written much later looking back upon this horrible time um, that the the refugees were experiencing as they were in exile in psalm 137 the people are by a a a river by actually it's a canal so if you remember in this area of babylon there's two main rivers the tigris and the euphrates with the mesopotamia region and to irrigate crops they had built many canals and the israelites in this psalm are recorded they are by one of these canals calling it a, a river here That as they are there, they're remembering back to when things were the way they were. When they were in Jerusalem, when they were in Zion, and things were good. Someone read Psalm 137 with the the recognition of what's going on here. And the the terror, the fear, the mourning of what they've experienced. By the waters of Babylon, we sat and wept. When we remembered Zion There on the poplars we hung our harps For there our captors asked us for songs Our tormentors demanded songs of joy They said sing to us one of the songs of Zion How can we sing the songs of the Lord In a foreign land If I forget you Jerusalem May my right hand forget its skill May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth If I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Remember, Lord, that the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. Tear it down, they cried. Tear it down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to destruction. Happy is the one who repays you according to what you have done to us. And then this next verse is what many point to in the Bible and say what a horrible document. Um, this is these scriptures that we have that have this verse happy is the one who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks so as we read this i want to point out this is a poem that is recognizing the despair that is in the writer remembering this destruction of jerusalem remembering this time of when they were in exile and sometimes when we experience horrible things within our hearts there's this this happening as we allow that anger that frustration that rage can come to us and then cause us to also experience rage in return for the rage that we experienced there's a a book called hurt people hurt people and within reading that it reminds me that so often We can, if we allow it, if we have been so tormented and hurt by others that when we allow that to penetrate who we are, then it's so easy for things to creep into our lives. And this happens in a lot of different ways. It happens as a child is growing up and they're experiencing things that a child should never have to experience. That can allow to be festering and growing and affect decisions later. But the incredible thing is, is that we have a redeeming God. And we have this loving God who comes into our lives and makes himself available as the great physician to do healing within our hearts. One of the most amazing stories that I've ever heard was actually listening to a Gideon speaker and Mark Totten who's a a Gideon invited Lisa and myself to go to a pastor's meeting where they have um, usually a speaker and he said it'll be a you know a great meal and and someone will do a, a devotion but when we went to this meal and heard the speaker my heart was not prepared for the amazing story that we would hear you see as the the lady got up to share a story she shared a story of how In her home growing up, there was only pain, despair. Um, There was no joy. And one day, and this doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately, but one day the Gideons came to her school in the fifth grade, and they were passing out little Bibles, little New Testaments. And the speaker gave a short, like a a three-minute talk before they passed out the Bible. And one sentence that she hung on to was the phrase in this little book there is hope and this little fifth grade girl needed hope because all of the abuse that she knew growing up but she went up to the man and and she noticed that he had a box full of little new testaments but also under his arm was a big study bible and um, she went up to him and said sir if that little one has hope I need all that I can get. Can I have your big one? And he looked at her and, and smiled and was taken back by it. Um, but as he looked into her face, he took his personal Bible and handed it to her. Well, she took this big study Bible home as a fifth grader, and she read it. And not only did she read it, but it became a part of who she was. But she did it in secret if she knew if her father knew that she was reading a bible she would be in trouble and so at night by flashlight under a covers and anytime she had a chance she read and then finally her senior year of high school he found it and in anger he grabbed it from her and threw it in the wood stove but she said it was too late that what was in the book was in her heart. And she said from the abuse that she suffered her whole life, she should be not functioning very well, and that she should be incapacitated in life. That she said, and I can't believe I didn't guess it by this time, because you probably have guessed it, the little girl was the Gideon speaker. And she said, and she's a, a successful person by christian understanding she's very involved in her faith and growing doing ministries but also by the the world standard she's doing well as she strives to be who god calls her to be but she made the invitation of understanding that no matter what we've experienced in life that if we turn to god's word and we allow it to change who we are and to acknowledge that it can be powerful And as we look back at this Psalm 137, it's important to recognize that God does not want us to have in our hearts that we're wanting to kill babies. That is not something that's healthy. But this Psalm tells me that whatever is on our hearts, that God's shoulder is big enough for us to take that to Him. And that whatever unhealthiness that is in here as we honestly take that to our Lord, He will help us with that. And He will help us to work on that with our authenticity that we bring to Christ. As we bring an authenticity of who we are, as raw as it is, God can take that humility and create something beautiful from that. So this is where we are In this book of Ezekiel. You've got hurting people. But there's a reason that they are hurting. The reason is because of what was going on within this time period. We have, as I mentioned, Daniel. So Ezekiel is running a little bit behind Daniel. So when Ezekiel is taken to exile here. And as he is doing what God is calling him to do, Daniel has already been in, in the kingdom for a while, and he is now probably where he's starting to um, have that power from the king to, to run things um, because of his, his faithfulness. And Ezekiel's a little bit lagging behind that in time as Ezekiel lands here. Here's the. Where the people's hearts are at the time as Ezekiel is challenging them on what's in their hearts and where their hearts are at. And it's an amazing place to be, but because of the pain they've experienced, they've allowed themselves to become very corrupt to the extreme. And we're reading here in, in verse 20 of chapter 16. And you took your sons and daughters whom you bore to me and sacrificed them as food to idols. Was your prostitution not enough? You slaughtered my children and sacrificed them to idols. And then moving on to um, chapter 23. The Lord said to me, Son of man, will you judge Ahola and Aholaba? They confront them with their detestable practices for they have committed adultery and blood is on their hands. They committed adultery with their idols. They even sacrificed their children whom they bore to me as food for them. They have also done this to me. At the same time, they defiled my sanctuary and desecrated my Sabbaths. On the very day they sacrificed their children to the idols, they entered my sanctuary and desecrated it. That is what they did in my house. So here, it's presenting a picture that the Hebrew people, and when he's saying, is your prostitution not enough? He's not, in this passage, talking about literal prostitution. He's talking about as the people rush to worship the other idols. God is saying that is a type of prostitution. That is the people are doing for the others, God is feeling such pain that they're being unfaithful. And then I mentioned the two um odd names, Oholah and ohalaba Um these are um a story that Ezekiel told of two sisters. So one sister is the northern kingdom and the other sister is the southern kingdom. And he describes in these passages of their um horrible things that they were doing. And that these were acts of direct rebellion against God. And, and he's saying here through Ezekiel that it isn't just horrible that you worship these other idols, that you were sacrificing your children. There's this, this neighboring um, God that the, the people around them were worshiping, Molech. And part of the practice of the worship to Molech was people to offer their children. And some of these um, may have been as they were um, going through, they would take other people's children and, and offer sacrifices with them. But this is part of the reason that God's anger was so furious against his people. The people that he had a covenant with is because they had allowed themselves to become so corrupt that they were unrecognizable as the Hebrew people. That the evil that they were allowing to flow through them was detestable. That this evil that was flowing through them was causing them to cause great harm upon other people. Children. And so for us this morning, I want us to just sincerely ask the question, as I have been living life, as I was growing up, as I have experienced pain in my life, how have I allowed that affect my heart? How has that affected my understanding of who God is? How has that affected my understanding of what it means to have true religion? How has that affected my understanding of how, what does my worship look like in my life? And as I strive to be the person that God is calling me to be, am I allowing myself to only worship our Lord and Savior? You see, as we have a deep understanding of who Christ is, as we fast forward to the New Testament and what Christ has for us, we have an understanding of the healing power that can come to us, an understanding of the healing power just like the girl in the story with the Bible, that a miraculous work can happen where we do not slide that slow fade succumbing to the pressures of evil, but we can become strong as we learn to trust in the, the word of the Lord. So as we enter the sanctuary, not of this room, but as we learn to enter into the sanctuary of Christ, which is with us all the time, as we understand that Christ's presence is with us and we embrace that with authenticity, submitting fully, submitting fully to who Christ is calling us to be with every decision that we make as we incorporate God's word in our heart and make it part of who we are, that is true religion so whatever is in your heart this morning i challenge you this morning just lay it at the feet of jesus lay it at the foot of the cross and allow the redemption work of the cross to do a healing work in your heart and in your life and as you allow that work to happen to allow your heart to be transformed to a heart that Jesus places there. The heart that is hard to be removed and replaced by a heart that is of love and compassion and of mercy. You see, we can't do that on our own. That's beyond the power of self-help. It's beyond the power of psychology. Only the work of Christ can fix our hearts that are broken. So this morning, where is your heart at? What type of religion are you practicing are you allowing yourself to chase after other idols are you allowing yourself to go to dark places are you focusing on the true religion of the loving and caring god who is beckoning and calling to you and your heart as we sing this final song it's an opportunity for us to reflect to listen to the spirit that challenges us to be who we're called to be. I will be up here if you would like to talk about anything, and I'm free during the week. Feel free to contact me. Um, But use this time to listen to the Spirit speak to your heart, and don't be afraid to do what Christ is calling you to do this morning, to make things right, to make things the way they're called to be. Heavenly Father, as we recognize this this pain that your people were in, within theirs, much was self-afflicted. That as they rebelled against you and turned to other idols, as their hearts grew dim and dark. God, we thank you for the healing work that you did within their nation 2,500 years ago. But God, that work is even working now through your spirit through your work on the cross we have the ability to allow our hearts to be transformed to be made new thank you for that privilege in jesus name we pray amen